0: Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the ego. We'll also be mentioning and talking about the true self and how we build these layers, these protective barriers around our true self to protect our ego. This is something that's brought great benefit into my life and once i really understood this concept and started to peel those layers in my own life i saw so much benefit and liberation in my own life so i really want to share this concept and i hope everyone can uh, can utilize these strategies so focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having an amazing day. Uh, I'm recording from a Saturday afternoon on a bright sunny day. looks beautiful outside and I'm extremely excited because spring is finally here. We finally breached spring after the long cold hard winter in in Alberta. Uh, So that's something that uh, is really exciting. I'm looking forward to getting outside after this. But in today's episode, um, we'll be discussing the ego. So what is the ego? A succinct definition of the ego can be our false self. So in essence, most people develop their self-concept from their past success or failures. Could be from their job title, their gender, physical attributes, role in their family, anything along those lines. Everything we've done in our life has brought us to this point right here, right now. And we tend to believe that everything we've done is what formulates who we are. This isn't necessarily a negative idea, but I'm sure there are many positive, amazing experiences, accomplishments, uh, relationships that have filled our journey to this point here that you cherish. And that's amazing and that's fine, but that doesn't necessarily make us who we are. Um, and I, and I do want to expose the ego for what it might be holding captive and that's our true self. So I want to uncover how we can access that true, true self. Yes, there's some amazing things that you've done in your past that, you know, you, you hold yourself to and you, you define yourself as, and like I said, that's not a negative thing, but there can be a lot of negative that this, uh, false self could be holding on to and I want to describe how we can access really our true nature and what's behind all these accomplishments whether good or bad and what's behind all these life's life scenarios that brought us to this point you know what's behind all those layers what's really within us not what we've done or what we've accomplished good or bad but what you know what's our true nature so first off, I want to expose the most common reasons we build what I call negative ego layers around our true self. So these layers inhibit us from living congruently to our core values and our true, genuine, authentic self. So I'm a very visual person and I want to try to describe this visually to help give you an image in your mind. So I I see, imagine a an archery uh, target where there's a center and that center circle is a little circle. And then around that circle, there's another circle and another circle and another another circle as they grow um, towards the exterior limits of the circle. So there's a bunch of rings around that inner circular ring. And that inner circular ring is where our true self lives. That middle bullseye is our true self and all those other circles surrounding it are the protective barriers or layers that we've built along our lifetime, which I call the ego protective barriers. So I believe these barriers are are built on two common principles. And I believe that the most two prominent principles are overcompensating and impressing people or living to satisfy other people so the first one overcompensating for insecurities usually that overcompensation is overcompensating to hide our insecurities so we act a certain way we show up a certain way we say or do things in a certain manner to hide this to hide that insecurity but the danger in that is if we do that often and over and over repeatedly um, that can turn into that behavior can turn into a personality trait. Um, that can be our new habit because we've done it so much. So that's something dangerous just to be aware of. And to help clarify this, these examples, I'm going to use the examples in my life where I'm where I'm led by my ego and I'm going to open up here and be a bit vulnerable to show um, my protective layers and hopefully you can relate or it'll help. Bring awareness on those on the layers that that you might be holding on to. So the first one that I have is my overcompensating for uh, I need to be right, and I think a lot of people have this to some extent. Whether it comes out more when you're in an argument or you're you're trying to declare your position on something, we genuinely or our tendency is to want to be right. We don't want to be wrong because if we're wrong. Then we don't know, and that that that's a deeper layer of a fear of not knowing. If we don't know this, what else don't we know? And and it goes to a, a really deep level of uh, a bigger fear. So me being right, I I yeah, I have the fear of not knowing and the fear of not having all the answers. And I might be overcompensating to be right when I when I think I am right because of my past academic struggles and not knowing in class or not knowing at work. So when I didn't know, I was super shy and I was embarrassed and uh, I wanted to know. So now in my life, I have an overcompensation sometimes of I need to be right. I need to have this answer and I'm the right one. And that's this layer of ego, this ego layer protecting myself of not knowing and the fear of unknown and it's coming out in this need to be right. And that need to be right is straying me farther away from my true self. It's, it's not me. It's not, it's not who I am. But it's this protective layer of, of my fears of not knowing and my fears of being wrong. So that's, that's definitely a prominent one in which I, I think a lot of people have as well, whether it comes out all the time or just in certain situations. But that's something to be aware of. So the second one I had was, um, being ripped in an obsessive way. So my, my physical body, um, I, w- I was obsessed about it. And that was an overcompensation for me as a, a younger kid, being an extremely skinny kid. I was always that scrawny little kid. I'd wear my t-shirts under my basketball jersey because I was so skinny. <laughs> I wouldn't go armless and, and shirtless. And, uh, yeah, I, I overcompensated once I, you know, once I realized that I, I knew how to manipulate my body and change the the physical aspects of my body to gain muscle. And I overcompensated uh, thinking that this would bring me, would make me more respected or more valued if I was ripped, if I was jacked. And, and I, I truly got in this obsessive manner to just attack, uh, fiercely go to the gym just for hours on end on one body group just to, to to look a certain way and that was an overcompensation of my insecurities of being this skinny person who as a kid you know whether it was all in good fun or not like I would get made fun of oh oh there's Joel wearing his t-shirt again look at those skinny arms or whatever it may be right and as a kid you you take that to heart and and that sticks with you but this overcompensation of changing my body to be accepted and be more respected and valued was that layer um, protecting that overcompensation, protecting myself, but being someone who's physically ripped to impress other people, again, isn't aligned with my true self. That's just, that's just uh, trying to gain respect in a way that that isn't natural. And And this isn't to say that don't go to the gym or don't look ripped. I, I I still love being athletic. I still love working out and I love being ripped, but I love it for myself. And I, I I I I enjoy it and respect my body and want to do it for myself, not to be respected or valued from other people. That's not that's not the reason anymore. It's for me and to to show and push my boundaries of my own personal change and pushing my personal discomfort to help me grow. That's why I love being in shape. The next example is one that had a lot more past experiences and complications and uh, a bit more intricacies involved in, in the way this layer shaped. And the more complex it gets, the harder it gets to remove, I found. So this one, as I've mentioned in past podcasts, is... The fact that I became grumpy, I almost grew this personality trait of becoming grumpy, and uh, so yeah, as I mentioned before, I would put on this manly stoic act, and this manly stoic act where I almost shut down was to bury all my issues and things that would bother me. You know, I I found it super uncomfortable to talk about my emotions and to open up and my whole life I thought that being a man was to not show that not show a weakness and I didn't know that uh, opening up and being vulnerable had so much power behind it so I worked my whole life to build this wall to lock everything in to not show weakness because a man you did not show weakness and this was this belief that I carried with me and I kept building this Ego layer of do not show emotion, to the point where it was becoming a massive issue in my relationship, and and I would hold everything in, and when it came time to when it came time where I should be expressing my emotions and how I feel, and 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 really expressing that, I couldn't do it, and I would just shut down. I wouldn't let anything out. I would and I would hold it in, and I would just be silent. I wouldn't answer questions. I wouldn't want to talk. I would just shut down, whether that started back when I lived at home. And my mom would ask me, you know, how was your day? Or, you know, what's going on? And I I literally wouldn't answer the question because I, I didn't want to open up. I wanted to lock that in. I didn't want to show any weakness. And then I carried that forward to my relationship. And Jess would always ask me, what's wrong? Or how was your day? And I literally wouldn't want to talk about it. And I would push it aside and just the way I would show up. After that would be, I would just turn into someone who was grumpy. I would be in a grumpy state because I wouldn't want to talk about it. I wouldn't want to face it. And the way that manifested was me showing up as a grumpy person. And obviously, this was not going to fly, and this was not going to help me live a a happy life. And so it started um, bottling all this up. Started as a mood. So I would, you know to avoid it, I would either not answer a question, or shut down, or, or just be grumpy. So it started as that reoccurring mood, and I would do it over and over again. And as soon as I started doing it over and over again, it turned into a temperament. You know, it, it started to stick. And then and then I kept re, reoccurring these states of being grumpy. And finally, that developed into a personality trait. And once it develops into a personality trait, now we're in danger zone because that's my subconscious auto-programmed response pattern. That's how I'm always going to act whether I'm conscious or or aware of it or not. That's going to be my natural default state. So now I'm going to come home, and if I don't want to talk about something, that natural state is going to go lead to being grumpy because grumpy holds in my emotions. That's the thing that's going to protect me from opening up. So I developed this personality trait. And uh, this took me a very long time to deconstruct. And yes, and I had to do some serious work. And first I had to become aware of it. And then I had to completely deconstruct it. Um, And it was an extremely difficult thing to do. But back to the point of... um, this overcompensation so I would overcompensate for for letting out my emotions or what I thought at the time was not being a man um, by building this layer this protective layer and that protective layer manifested as being grumpy so these protective layers can manifest in all sorts of different ways and uh, a lot of the times we're not even aware of them so I didn't necessarily know why what the reasons were for me being grumpy until I had to really dive deep and be like oh shit like this is my this is what I've formed this is this layer this is this barrier that I've completely constructed to protect myself from opening up and and being emotional um because I I just didn't I was scared to do that I had never seen it my whole life so yeah that was that was a massive layer for me and like I said the more complicated it gets and the more the longer you've you've acted upon that that ego layer the harder it's going to be to remove so luckily i did get through that obviously it comes up every now and again but i have such awareness on it and i've done so much work around the matter that uh, i really do have a good grasp and control on it And the next example is one that I'm currently working on. And again, I think is even more wound and intricate than the grumpy factor. And this is why I'm having and struggling with removing this, what I call my most difficult uh, barrier, my most difficult layer uh, to remove. I can remove it at times, but it's not a permanent removal to get to my true self. So, That layer for me is the intimacy and being affectionate portion with with Jess. And this layer has been built really on a subconscious level where I haven't been aware of it, but it's been building my whole life. And it's difficult for me. And sometimes I'll, I'll shut down or avoid it. And again, that's me compensating for the fear of the unknown. So this intimacy and being affectionate Portion is is unknown to me it's new to me i never grew up around it and my whole life i've been padding that ego layer to protect myself from going to that extreme level of vulnerability and literally having all my walls down and that's very uncomfortable for me and this wall is the hardest wall for me to break free because it's so complex and it's been subconsciously being built my whole life and it's turned into this personality trait where i'm not an intimate affectionate person by any means naturally but i do however know for a fact that once i can remove this layer it's going to benefit me in so many ways i've already seen pieces of the pie i've already seen how it will benefit me and i do believe my life will be a lot better and more liberating once i can remove this layer more permanently such as i did on the grumpy layer and i i think this layer is so complex and so wound around me because Growing up in my household, my father was not a very intimate or affectionate person with my mom. So I never saw this growing up. So when my subconscious was really being built at those young years as an adolescent and as a child and growing into my teenage years, you know, I never saw this. So as my programming was being built where it's most prominent as a child, that's when our subconscious is really uh, absorbing everything. And that's where we, we gain most of our beliefs and most of what we our take on the world and our perception on the world gets formulated when we're a kid without even being aware of it. So I never really saw that in my family growing up. And then as I got older, I got adapted into that guy, the bro, the, the friend culture where, you know, the the talk is if you have a girlfriend or you do those things if you're in intimate and affectionate and open it's considered soft or you're whipped or you're not manly or that's lame or you know there's all this terminology and not necessarily good things to help my situation so from not seeing it as a kid to evolving as my teenage years and and young adolescent ages of not of where that was considered wrong or that you, you're not accepted if you do these things also contributed to that factor and then again never having practiced letting all my walls down uh, I never had to do that and it's I never got challenged with that with any other relationship or anything like that and and it's something that can be very uncomfortable if you've never done it so that fear of the unknown that fear of completely letting go and giving in and being vulnerable especially when this this really solidified ego layer has been being constructed and formed my entire life without me even knowing it. So now I have a lot of awareness on it. And I'm actively always trying to remove this layer by using awareness and using tools and strategies, but it's something I'm currently and still working on. But I do know why it's such a strong layer. So I share these examples with you to Um, relate the normality of it, and how probably in your life as well, you're dealing with these same similar layers. And uh, so yeah, that was kind of the overcompensating part. So I overcompensate with not being intimate and affectionate by pushing it away or turning it into a joke or you know whatever i overcompensate in those areas so if you are overcompensating in any areas of your life there might be an underlying issue or or underlying reason why you may be doing that so it's just something to to discover and, and probe on so the second portion of how i believe um these ego layers, protective layers get built is for impressing people or living a certain way to satisfy someone, people pleasing. So usually this is tied to um, acquiring, and this is usually, right? This isn't every exception. I'm just getting the, getting your head spinning here. So it could be tied to acquiring materialistic things or having a lot of money. Prove that you've made it. it. It could even go to the to what type of career or job you got because it's it's well respected it's a job that your parents will respect your friends will respect rather than what you you actually enjoy what are the things you enjoy but instead you jumped into a job to to maybe impress people um do you change how you act in front of people to be well liked if so be very cautious of this and how often this happens. Because as mentioned before, the more you act on that way, the more you act on those behaviors, that you run the risk of developing a habit behind that. And that could be your new personality trait, just to impress people. And that strays you away from your true self. And that builds these layers surrounding that true self, even though it's not you, you're acting that certain way. And now your new personality trait is aligned with the way you show up to impress or please or be accepted in front of others, which is actually moving you farther away from that true genuine self. So that's a, that's a layer that could be getting built on a, on a subconscious level to, uh, to be well-liked or to impress people. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, just think of five people in your life that you might be trying to impress right now. Now, really analyze if these actions you're you are, you are you're taking to impress them. So are you doing something in your life to impress something, uh, to impress someone, whether they're someone well-respected, or this could even link back to, you know, someone you knew in high school, and you're trying to prove them wrong, or something they said way back in the day, a friend or a colleague or whatever, and now you're trying to do something or accomplish something just to say, hey, look at me now, I've done it, you know, that can be a great motivator, but that can really stray us away from our true authentic self. And it, it could be extremely dangerous. So just just be aware of these actions that you're doing to potentially impress people on a conscious or subconscious level. Is this truly serving your life? And, and is this congruent to your values? And again, this 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 You might be taking good actions to impress people, and that's great, but just be aware of the potential bad activities or bad actions that you may be taking to impress people because that builds those layers, that builds that padding around our true self, and it's, it, it brings us farther away from that. Um, so I want to talk about what our true self is so our true self is what's behind all those ego layers all those protective layers it's where the sense of freedom true happiness and fulfillment live it's the feeling of liberation knowing you don't need to hide anything where your barriers are down and you can be fully authentic and genuine and just feel you it's where you can access flow states more easily i've come to realize my true self is a caring, empathetic, loving, sensitive, passionate man who has a strong desire to help. And these are all things I would have never really realized. These are all the things that I worked so damn hard to protect because I thought that was the wrong way of being. That's the. I didn't think those living by those attributes or those aspects would get would make me accepted. So I had to build my layers up, and I had to protect myself and build this ego, this false in a way version of myself, just so I could be accepted, and just so I can hide all my insecurities, everything that I was ashamed of. I would hide these things and and almost formulate and manipulate this personality and built this false self because of all these ways because i was trying to be fit in because i wanted to be accepted because i didn't think it was a man to be a man to live along these along these guidelines and and once i was able to really deconstruct that and start peeling these layers and act upon my true self oh man talk about a weight off your shoulders it just felt so natural it felt so good sure I might not be looked at the same by other people anymore but but that's me that's me man and it feels amazing to let that out you know it's it's so liberating and and I can't I can't live this way all the time because I still have habits living in accordance to those ego layers I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means I'm just explaining what I've encountered and what I've experienced and what I've learned. So I do find it there are some ways to to help you live along these lines of your true self, and that's to surround yourself with people who will support your true self, who won't make fun of it, who won't make jabs at it. And to and, and another reason And another way to help you live along these lines is to involve some type of work or hobbies or activities where it's really easy for you to put those barriers down, where it's really easy for you to be yourself. And a helpful hint of knowing when you're doing that or not is you'll feel more energized when you're living in accordance to your true self and you'll feel that your energy is getting depleted or sucked when you're living aligned to your ego because it takes energy to hide those those qualities it takes energy to be enforcing those barriers whereas you generate energy when you're yourself and when you're liberated and you're you're, you're truly authentic you know when i'm when i'm in situations when i can be truly me and passionate and excited for who i am that shit energizes me but when i'm hiding and when i'm trying to fit in and when i'm tr- when i'm being conscious of what i say so i'd be well liked or when i'm covering my insecurities that takes and that depletes energy so a, a helpful hint is hey are you feeling energized after the, after you hang out with someone or after you do something or are you getting is that energy level getting depleted and remember, the more you act this way, the easier it gets to stay in those states and the more it becomes a habit. So the more you can live along the lines of that true self and put those walls down, the more you can do that, the more, you, the, more it, the more likely it is to formulate a habit to live that way. So once we start peeling these layers, again, this is something I've really experienced in my life. And once I started peeling these layers... The answers to my bigger questions became more apparent, and my bigger questions included things such as, you know, what's my purpose, or do I have a calling? What's the what's the meaning of life? Like, what what's the meaning behind everything I'm doing and life? And what's my vision? What's important to me? What are my values? I had no freaking clue on any of this stuff because a I didn't give myself the chance to reflect and and try to uncover and understand these things but even if i did take time all those ego layers all those 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 walls those barriers would have been completely blocking my authentic answers to that those questions you know that would have been that would have been aligned to i would have been answering those questions aligned to my ego version of myself my false self and i could have spent a lifetime living a life in accordance to my false self. So I really needed to take those layers off, remove those layers, so I can authentically answer those questions. And now those answers to those questions, if I live according to those, will help me live a genuine, authentic life and be fulfilling and meaningful to me because I'm living it in accordance to my true self. So how do we peel these layers off is the question. So again, let's use that visual of the archery target where our true self is in the middle and then there's surrounding circles as they get bigger and bigger to the farther extremities. So again, I want to reference that the 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 farthest layer away from our true self is usually the easiest because it's the least complex. It's the most obvious to our conscious state. It's not buried on us. It's not formulated and created on a deep subconscious level where we're not aware, such as my um such as my intimacy and being an affectionate layer you know that one got really built and formulated on a subconscious level without me even being aware of it so it's a lot harder for me to remove but the ones that were easier to remove were were the ones such as um always being right like that one was obvious to me i'm not always right and i'm doing it because i i felt ashamed and i felt embarrassed in moments where i didn't where i didn't know the answer or, or such as, you know, I, I, I understood my obsession for looking a certain way and I, I knew why I was doing that. So those layers were, and I was conscious of it, and those layers were a lot easier to peel. But as you get deeper, as I got towards that grumpy state, you know, that got built at a subconscious level. That had a lot more complexities to it. So it got a lot harder to remove. So just have the awareness on all of this and use this visual uh, tool to, to be aware of what our layers are. So how do we remove these ego layers? Well, first we need to have the awareness on it. We need to be self-aware of what is this layer. Look for those um, overcompensating tendencies. Where are you overcompensating in your life? Where are you not? where are you using, where's your energy getting depleted instead of energized, and where's your energy getting energized, you know, that's, that's a, that's a helpful hint to be aware of, oh, you know, this is my true self, or this is not me, and then, and then have that awareness, so that's step one, step two is acceptance, and self-acceptance, once we're aware of it, and once we see it, we have to first accept it, accept that, that's the fact that, We're living with this and we're doing this, we're acting these certain ways because of X, Y, and Z. So I had to accept the fact that I was grumpy and I had to own that before I could start working on it. I couldn't be in denial of it or say, no, I'm not a grumpy person or no, I'm not going to the gym for this reason. You know, I had to accept it. I had to be aware of where I was at and accept it and own it. The next step is vulnerability expose it take its power away own it say you you know you got to own it you know yeah i have been grumpy i have been acting this way and i i want to change it because it's not me it doesn't feel good it uses my energy to hide what is me to hide that caring passionate sensitive man behind all of this so vulnerability we have to expose it and that takes some courage but it, it has to be done The fourth step is support. Who can support us on our journey? Once we're vulnerable and open up and we expose it, who's going to be there to support us? Who's going to be there in our corner? Our loved ones, a coach, a mentor, a friend, whoever it may be. We need that support. We need to be vulnerable with the people we care about so they can support us on this journey. Next step is resources. What resources do I need to uh, to to educate myself on this and to to learn strategies to so i can remove this layer Uh, so resources could be books podcasts like this tools such as meditation journaling whatever resources and help you need along your journey the next step is action steps you actually need physical action steps you know you need a plan you need a strategy what are you actually going to do to do this having the awareness accepting it being vulnerable and having support is not going to be it's not going to fix it you know there's a there's a process behind all this and it's not just having the awareness and it's not just knowing about it that, those are first crucial main steps but you need action you need to take action and you need to do something new to remove these layers so action steps and the final the final step is accountability have someone there to to hold you accountable have someone there along your journey to say hey where are you at with this how are you doing with this you know where are you slipping up where do you need help i'm here for you but you also need to keep moving and this is where a coach a mentor can be very valuable so those are the main steps awareness acceptance vulnerability support resources action steps and accountability and i do believe you know i've been bashing on ego here for a little bit but i do want to state that i think everything does have a a positive aspect or characteristic if you look for it and i believe the ego does as well and it can serve a purpose but let's make sure we're using it for the positive and uh right reasons to help us move forward so i enjoy the positive aspects of my ego because it does um it does include a portion of my drive, my dedication, my consistency, my safety. And, and I use it, I lean on it for those aspects because it helps me progress in life. But yeah, just make sure and make sure you're really clear on why you're doing something and not to get pulled too far from that true self. And and, and it's really uh, a, a, the dance of balance. You know, you got to balance the two. You got to use pieces of your ego to help you maybe progress in life but really have the awareness to not get strayed too far away from that true self so i want to end by just saying you know i was truly terrified to peel my ego layers to peel those barriers and it was really uncomfortable and really left me vulnerable i had to break down the walls i spent so many years of hard work to build That's not an easy task, but it is a necessary task, a challenge worth more than you can imagine. Freedom, liberation, fulfillment, openness, acceptance, and ease all live behind those walls. Let's avoid the trap of thinking we can achieve this from external factors, as it will only be a temporary resolution. Find the courage to break down those walls and begin peeling back those protective layers to discover that true self. And you will, no doubt, surrender your average life. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have an amazing day. See ya.